Hello, friends, family, fans, animals, okay. ghouls, and ghosts, and whoever's watching this show right now. Welcome back to another episode of the Memo. We are happy to be back. You got the same guys, Richard <laughs> Lyons, Matt. What? What? You've been working on that one all week, <laughs> Matt. Matt's face. <laughs> no, I haven't. Scared. <laughs> I just wanted to spice it up from what I usually say. Okay. No, we're just. And now I got to restart it. No, no, no. Extraterrestrial beings. No, so they're good. important too. <laughs> now there's just, you know, in the middle of the intro, yeah, there's robots. a whole thing from thrown it. Whoever wants, we, dis- we can't discriminate against anybody here. We don't know. There could be extraterrestrials behind the moon that pick up signals and see the memo. We'll take whatever we can good. get at this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. You should see some of the names of the subscribers we get, so I'm not 100% sure they're human. But anyway, welcome back. <laughs> you got same guys as always, Richard Lyons, Matt Brodsky, and after a two-man show last week with us, uh, we're, we're happy to have Alex Masados back in the fold in his green room, as, as he always is. Um, how you doing, Masados? I'm good, man. I, w- I wish I could have joined last week, but had had some other obligations. Happy to yeah. be back. Yeah, man. You know, we didn't miss a beat, so... Can I ask why is that the room you choose to go in every time? Because it's not. This is where I work. I, I don't want to work in like my 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 room. Uh-huh. So. So it's yeah. like your your office, basically. Kind of like makeshift office. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Looks like a fun time. Looks like bright and vibrant. Keep the uh, the attention span, you know, going. But That's today. Right. This episode is going to be, and we don't do this very often, actually. We are not uh, a fantasy football show, but seeing as we just, you know, uh, announced our draft order for our league, uh, we thought it'd be fitting to come on here in a time where sports news is lacking and talk about fantasy football, our league and format, and, you know, sleepers, overrated guys, and, and all the fun stuff like that. Yeah, we figured we'd just been doing so much talk about things going on in the sports world that are not related to the actual on-field product that with sports coming back on the horizon we can just dive into a little bit of uh, real sports conversation even though it's literally fantasy sports conversation <laughs> but real actual play st- play co- topics instead of just your, your typical headlines that you get every day elsewhere yeah like that makes um, any sense. how much Patrick Mahomes makes every time he sneezes and all mm-hmm. those stats yes. we see everywhere, and all, and every single player on the Nets has coronavirus. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, as you yeah. can see, I'm wearing uh, very dumb-looking headphones. I just want to acknowledge that now that I know they're dumb, so you don't got to tell me. Thank you, um, <laughs> Matt. Actually, is, is um yeah, but I use them for <laughs> gaming. Uh, they're only like fifty bucks. So if anyone wants a link, hit me up. But Matt is actually the commissioner of our fantasy football league. So a round of applause to him. He's been doing it for, what, six years now? This is our ninth year. Ninth year with you as commission always that whole time? As far as I know. I don't think anybody else. Couldn't be a more corrupt man. I tried to usurp him one year. There was it. It it got a little weird there. Yeah, there was definitely. Stomped stomped out the revolution. (laughs) It was was, It was based in real feeling, you know that, because uh, some people were <laughs> were pushing for it. Um, yeah, you were behind well, Alex too, I think. Just, just let's tough. let's rehash your your history of controversy. Oh you, my uh, god! You, oh god! You corruptedly traded picks for a future season, 
That was that was not chill. And you fucked Cornfeld out of a playoff win. He fucked himself out of a playoff win. I don't Cornfeld doesn't need any help to choke in the playoffs. Don't put that on me. <laughs> Who did he Listen. lose to that year? Vinny? Yeah. And I Vinny, think it was Vinny didn't have internet connection. That must have been a lie. No, it was not a lie. I will not go back and relive any of the moments of my past. Uh, all great leaders and great commissioners have to deal with difficult decisions to make. It's part. It comes with the with the job description. Um, you know, you can't really you can't please everybody with every move you make. But I think you should be happy, more happy than anybody, Alex. You've been fucking running wild over our franchise, you, over our over our league. You've yeah. four championships in eight years. You should really not be yeah, complaining about how things are being run. That is true. You and I have had had quite a few exchanges at the at the top of uh, at at the Super Bowl party, handing me that trophy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm getting very getting a little too comfortable to it with it now, and um, with the way that this season. Just so the listeners go, know, just so the listeners know, four time champ in our in our nine year history. Eight years. This is the ninth year. Oh, okay, even better. So, shrink those numbers shooting, a little bit. Shooting fifty percent out here. <laughs> Yes, uh, how many times have you lost in the in the championship? Once, twice. Uh, once, I think. Okay, so five appearances. Minutes. Listen, it's impressive. It's it's undoubtable at this point. Um, we kind of give you shit every year too because you come the least prepared to the draft, um, and then it, you know it doesn't matter. Uh, but you've, yeah, you've drafted not from for Greece. This episode either. You've drafted from Greece before. I think you drafted at like a fucking concert one night or some shit was weird. Like something was going on. That's true. (laughs) I don't know what happened. With Roger Goodell once, I remember that. That Yeah, that that one was tough. That was a conflict of interest for sure. Um, But yeah, you seem to to get it done. But like Richard said, we uh, did our, our league draft order yesterday. Um, Richard, you have what is it? The fourth pick. I have the fourth pick. Okay, Alex. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. Oh no, you're ninth, right? Yeah, you have the sixth pick. I thought, Alex. Yeah, I think Kornfeld has fifth. I, yeah, I he does. I got confused. Yeah, so Richard's fourth, Alex sixth. I'm ninth. It's a ten man league. Um, honestly, I'm pretty confident with a late round pick this year. I think there's a lot of talent. Uh, that you'd rather double up on instead of like that top end talent at like a pick, you know, one, two, three. So I'm feeling good. I don't know about if you guys are happy with your pick, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, um, I'm definitely, I feel like, in a good position where it, my decision probably will not be that difficult. Um, you know, you're going to have the top three guys go. You know, when you have the first, second pick, you're always, you know, debating, you know, do I get this guy, this guy, who's going to. Uh, break out this year, who's going to do that, whatever, who's going to get hurt, but you know, at the fourth spot, I feel like it'll be really narrowed down to one guy that I can just be like, alright, that's my dude, um, just a little background on the format we do, we do two quarterbacks, three wide receivers, two running backs, a flex, kicker, defense, special teams, and um, six bench spots, right? I believe there's five this year. Oh, five? So we have very high scoring uh, matches in our league. Um, Matt wasn't going to let us know about that one. <laughs> the, the rules of the league haven't been officially announced yet, but there are some minor tweaks and changes that I've been working on. Yeah, kids, uh, kids announcing with rules the on a podcast that none of our league listens to. So <laughs> none of them Listen, know you want, about it. You want the information, you got to tune in. This is how Ins- we get our listeners. Insider trading. But, yeah, um, 
you know, two quarterback leagues. I feel like we all have very different strategies. Matt, I feel like you're always um, in the don't draft a quarterback to late boat. Um, I, Unless it's Rodgers. Rod, yeah. <laughs> I had a string of years there where I would stop at nothing to get Aaron Rodgers on my team. <laughs> I don't know. It's, 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 the strategy is it's very interesting seeing it across across everyone. Like, Do you want to double up on like two top-end quarterbacks, but then you punt on, I don't know, a, a, your receiver group? Because a lot of a lot of leagues do two wide receivers when they do two quarterbacks, yeah. so that's where it gets tough. We have three. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the deeper. I, Go ahead, Alex. I, you guys were uh, like making fun of me before for not always coming prepared, and it's kind of by design. Like I like to see like how the draft plays out, see who's going to fall to me, um, and make my picks that way. I I, I don't go in with. Like, I need this amount of good quarterbacks, or I need, like, this guy or this guy. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's, that's not just me being unprepared. It's, it's just my strategy going into it. Not going to tell all my, all my secrets, but, um, yeah. So, yeah. With, with the sixth pick, I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to pick. I'm going to have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, obviously it is a draft, so you don't know who's going to be there anyway, so we're not going to say who we're going to take. But the reason I like to do mock drafts and stuff like that is because it's normally, normally pretty accurate to who's going to fall. Like, if you do a bunch of them, you start to realize guys that are going to be in the range of those, like, certain later picks. So you can kind of, strat- like, get a few guys in mind. So that way when you're on the clock and it's one of those later picks, and everyone's like, come on, go. Like, you kind of have guys in mind already that you, like, knew would be on the board just mm-hmm. from, like, yeah. doing a bunch of drafts like that. But I also, I respect the strategy of, you know, just... Yeah, I, I think that's almost dangerous. Like, going into a draft, if you if you like a certain guy too much, you could fall in love with him, and he can be there, like, and you could reach for him and end up fucking up your whole draft, so... That's, that's why I don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously Listen, it works. So. Yeah, that's the thing. It works. And it's tough you know, having this podcast right now for the three of us, um, being that we're all in the same league and are going to be drafting against each other. Like Alex said, you don't want to give away all your tricks. Uh, I definitely don't want to you know, speak on who I'm targeting right now, but I do have players that we like and dislike. So are they real? Are they fake? Like, you don't know. You know I could just be completely <laughs> – this could all just be a ploy to get inside of your guys' head right now. Well, I don't got to worry about what you're doing, at least round one. I don't yeah, got to no, worry about what you want. So For sure. And that's, that's the thing. And, I, and what you were saying, Rich, about like wanting – because of the two-quarterback league, <coughs> excuse me, the quarterbacks become a lot more valuable. <coughs> I think I'm going to die. <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, the two-quarterback leagues, um, the quarterbacks are obviously a lot more valuable just because basically you're st- – 20 quarterbacks have are starting. If you have two of the top 10 quarterbacks as opposed to starting like a rookie or, or you know, Ryan Tannehill who's bad, like one of those guys, and you're just playing from behind off the get-go. Mm-hmm. But I think it varies on a year-to-year basis on what who you're going to target um, for all leagues, even single quarterback leagues. Like this year, there's so many wide receivers. We were talking about it the other day. It's so deep for wideouts, and running backs are a little scarce, so... Going going running back early and getting a, an elite player might not be a bad move this time around. 
but we'll have to see about that. Yeah. All right. So you want to get into your lies that you're going to tell us about your guys you're looking forward to drafting this year? Sure. Some, some so sleeper the, hits? Sure. So are, we, so are we doing, like, guys that, like, sleepers or just, you know, in general guys we're looking at? Like, we're not talking, like, Saquon Barkley. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe somebody who you think is going to have a better year than people are projecting or somebody that you would really like to have on your team in the mid-rounds. Something like that. Obviously, we're not talking like, oh, I'm really looking at Brashad Perryman in the 18th round. Um, you know, some guys with bigger names than that. But like, I'll start it off and you can kind of get a feel of, of what I mean. Um, one of the guys that I think is getting a little bit disrespected coming into this year, and I'm looking, I was looking at a couple rankings, consensus, he's wide receiver number 14 right now, which I think is insulting. And I'll, I'll list some of the guys who they have above him. But Odell Beckham Jr. is someone who I think would be like he's a no, he's a wide receiver one for sure. I think he's one of the ten best play. If he's like out of the ten teams that we have in the league, I think he could easily be the best receiver on somebody's team. Um, he had a down year last year. Obviously, all of the Browns' offense had a down year, but I mean, this is still one of the most electric players in the NFL who can take any play and, and you know, bring it to the bring it to the house. So I wouldn't be upset at all having him in I have the ninth pick, so like at this beginning of the second round maybe he'll be a target for me. But mm-hmm. Odell I think is gonna have a huge year. Some of the guys that are listed above him, like and it's no disrespect to these guys. Kenny Galladay is a good good guy he's a good receiver. Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, Juju. Like this is the ESPN rankings. I'd be surprised if Odell didn't have a better season than those guys. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, I guess part of it could be um, a lot of people think the Browns are going to be a run-first, run-oriented team with how they went about their offseason, signing Jack Conklin, drafting Wills. They have Chubb and Hunt, uh, their head coach, um, obviously, in Minnesota, would really love to run the ball with Dalvin Cook uh, and Bill Callahan, their offensive line coach. Uh, he he's known uh, same thing for you know cooking up schemes and offensive line schemes to help the run game. So I think they're trying to get almost back to the basics, take the pressure off Baker, and and let Chubb and Hunt and and the run game really drive the offense. And Odell will get – I think it'll actually end up being a good thing for Odell. You know, he won't be the main focus of defenses. Maybe he can finally, you know, spring one open. But I, I agree with you. He's definitely being – it's just hard because the past few years, you know, he's been hurt. He's been, you know, misused, yeah. this and that. So definitely like people are kind of forgetting about him a little bit. Yes, but it's it, it's almost good if you snag him in the second round and then for sure you get, you get him later than – and Alex, like I know you're a big Allen Robinson guy, and like he's very good. Like I like Allen Robinson a lot too. But you think he's throwing him the ball? Ex- exactly. He's wide receiver eleven right now. Odell's fourteen. Like I'd yeah, be surprised I, if Robinson had a better year. I do agree with you. Um, the, th- the thing last year was obviously he was unhealthy, and the Browns' offensive line was awful, and players on the offense that suffer most from a bad offensive line oftentimes are your number one wide receiver who lines up on the outside. The quarterback doesn't have time to get through all his reads. 
he doesn't have time to get downfield or, or, or get through his route and doesn't end up getting the ball. Um, mm-hmm. if, if Odell Beckham can stay healthy and um, just going back to the Browns in general, it really seems like they've revamped what's going on over there. I know we say that every year, but you know, yeah. <laughs> maybe this is the one, year that they one year put it all together. <laughs> um, so, I I I totally agree with you. I think Odell Beckham is being underrated. Um, I I wouldn't put Robinson ahead of him. I wouldn't even put. I, I love Kenny Galladay, but I wouldn't put him ahead of Odell just because uncertainty there mm-hmm. in Detroit. They're always terrible. Stafford yeah, yeah. might not be healthy. You never know. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping he turns it around because I'm a fan of his, you know, he has his character issues that are well-documented, maybe a little bit gassed, but um, I want to see Odell, like, go back to that. He's, he's a top 10 ath- he's, a, he's a top 10 talent in the league, I think. Um, and I, I, it really has sucked to see him, like, kind of f- fall by the wayside the past couple of seasons. Um, and I, I think he's in prime position to turn it up this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, Richard, you touched on it. The Kind of the concern with, the Brown, with having anyone on the Browns' offense is that they have a lot of different options and a lot of yeah. mouths to feed with, with Hunt, Chubb, Landry, Hooper, Joku, who's still on the team even though he has to be traded. Um, so there, there's a lot of guys and only one football. So I guess maybe that's a little bit of a concern. But yeah, and I mean, Odell's going to be the one to get the touches. Yeah, for sure. But also, you know, Landry racks up receptions. He's he's like a third down, short yardage type guy. So maybe he cuts into that. You, I, I want to see, you know, old, explosive, big play Odell, you know? Yeah what we used to see you know take a slant 80 yards to the house uh, it, that's that's what he's been lacking lately he doesn't he doesn't make those same wow plays that he was known for is it because he's been hurt you know broke his ankle you know bang this up bang that up or is it just like we said is he being misused and you know new new system new quarterback bad team mm-hmm. we'll find out but i definitely would expect a bounce back from him mm-hmm. who do you got all right so here this Another receiver, but <laughs> nowhere in the class of Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, probably not even a guy that is on anyone's draft radar. But I got go. Rashad Perriman. No, not not a new not here? a New York Jet. Um, a team a team that Matt has had a big problem with this off season. A former not, Jet. It's Robbie Anderson. No, it is not. <laughs> uh, that did not help out their star quarterback. That people have been begging to get some weapons around him. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, his name is Alan Lazard, 6'5", 24-year-old receiver. It's looking like he's going to be playing uh, opposite Devontae Adams. He he had like about 500 yards receiving last year, I think, three touchdowns, nothing crazy. But uh, it's, it's looking like he's going to be second on the depth chart. They have no other weapons. They didn't bring anyone else in. He's going to get a lot of opportunities. Uh, I, I don't think – do they have Valdez, Scantling, and Al- Allison anymore? I don't, I don't know if they're going to be taking – touches there away from some, him but i think they're on the yeah. roster but yeah but they're not good but they're i we hear good things about this guy and i just think um based on you know volume and and more usage it would be it could be a nice uh 
sleeper pick with this Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. Dollar store Danny Green, this guy. <laughs> yeah, looks yeah, just yeah, like looks Danny exactly Green. Like so that's my look. I, I like obviously nowhere in the realm of Odell. Like Matt's talking, you know, a guy who could slip to the second that you pick up um, that would normally any other year go in the first. I'm talking about a late round guy who maybe you throw in your flex or maybe he ends up being a, a wide receiver you could start every week if if he's consistent but I just think he's going to have a lot more opportunity this year given the lack of you know weapons they brought in so it's so weird what the what happens with the Packers and these these weapons because it seems every year and you mentioned it like scant whatever scantling his name is at Marquez Valdez what is his name Marquez Valdez Scantling Marcus Valdez Scantling so like what it goes two years ago. It was his time. No, last year it was him. Two years ago, Geronimo Allison was going to be the guy. Every year they bring in a tight end like Jimmy Graham, Jared Cook. Everybody is yeah. like buying into them, and they never seem to pan out because Rodgers really fucks with Devontae Adams, and he's yeah. their main target. He gets all the touchdowns. He gets all the receptions. But you're right. I mean, somebody else has to catch passes on that offense. So hopefully, Lazard will be able to finally. Give Rodgers a, a number two receiver, a, a reliable weapon. Yeah, um, and I, I hope you're right. I have him in a dynasty team in a different league, and mm-hmm. waiting, waiting for him to, to break out. Yeah, I mean he's got the physical traits. He's six five, and he's young. He's going to his third year, so he has room to improve. And as opportunity, that's um, I feel like that's what you got to look for in sleepers. Like who's gonna get an opportunity that they normally wouldn't have had, and you know. Then you got to read about how's it going in camp. Now it's hard this year because there was no OTAs, um, no offseason, no mini camps, all that stuff. So you don't hear uh, who looks good, who who likes who. Like we haven't heard. Aaron Rodgers has been throwing dimes to Lazard, but um, <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we hear something come out of training camp. But yeah, that that's my sleeper pick, Alan Lazard. Everyone like calls him the Lizard. Yeah, he's he's got all the the physical traits. I, I remember reading about him last year, and supposedly he's very fast, very big. Um, he's a he's a. I think he'll be a good complement to um, Devonte Adams. Um, and in a similar vein, I'll go ahead with my sleeper, and it's not really a sleeper. It, he's like the, the fifth or sixth ranked running back, but I th- I think he has a real chance to come out as the highest scoring fantasy back next year um uh, a key part of that Packers offense that everybody failed to mention is Aaron Jones um Mm -hmm. as Rodgers gets older he becomes a little bit more conservative the Packers are going more run were more run heavy than they ever were last year um and Aaron Jones is a beast back there um he, he had 1,500 all-purpose yards, um, 16 touchdowns. Um, so he had a great season last year, but I'm seeing him, him here in this ranking ranked behind guys like Eckler, um, guys like Josh Jacobs, who are no slouches by any means. But I, I think Aaron Jones really has a chance to, to put himself on the map next year. It's a contract year for him. There's, it's a very competitive running back market next year in free agency a lot of guys are going to be looking for for deals yeah a lot of really good running backs coming on onto the market next year and 
Aaron Jones has to know that he's got to show out this year if he wants to get a second contract and really like solidify some good money in the NFL. Obviously, he's on a rookie contract. He's not making much. Um, and he's, he has it all. He can, he can run. He can catch passes. He, he caught – he uh, had like 500 reception yards last year, 1,000 on the ground. Um, and he really didn't come on as the three-down back until, until later in the season. So a full season of Aaron Jones being that for the Packers – I think he's going to show out, and I, I I think he'll come in the in the top two in fantasy fantasy running back points next year. Wow, I like yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like or loves to run the ball. Sorry, man. Yeah, and I and I like I like Aaron Jones a lot. That's why when Richard said that I had been not a fan of the Packers this offseason and what they've been doing, it's because they drafted um, AJ Dillon a running back in the second round and which made no sense to me because they have Aaron Jones who's great and they even have Jamal Williams who's a a good pass catching back when like you said when before Jones took over as a three down back so that's like the only thing that that gives me pause is that they have now three running backs I mean I don't know like where this guy AJ Dillon even fits into the offense because you're not going to want to keep Jones off the field but I, they, I, they must have picked him for a reason. I don't know what they see in the kid, but um, yeah, I think honestly, what, I, I think it's a long-term play because yeah, they probably know. Like, the trend as of late is running backs aren't that valuable. Don't pay them top dollar, and they probably know Aaron Jones is going to have a great season. Um, they're going to rely on him a lot, and they probably won't pay him. <laughs> yeah, yeah wear him out this him year, and then let that's him go. exactly what I was going to say. They're going to yeah. run him into the ground this year, use him all they can, probably have a great year, and then they're going to move on from him, and they're going to go with Dylan and Williams. Yeah, that's maybe sad. that's the plan. I don't necessarily agree with that, but then again, we have a yeah. fucking NFC championship team that picked a quarterback in the first round when you have the <laughs> greatest quarterback arguably ever as your starter. But hey, listen. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot. Of, this is a little separate from fantasy, but a lot of people were saying that they got to start <clears throat> changing the rookie like wage and like contract scale by position. Like, have a running back draft in the first round. Like, instead of having five years, you get him for three. Like, because it's unfair that they're stuck on these low deals for five years. They're running to the ground, and then teams don't want to pay them. So people are saying, you know, give them two years and an option or three years and an option. Like, get them into free agency earlier so while these guys are still young, they can get paid. Mm-hmm. Something, it's, it's just an interesting yeah. thing I read. But It makes it, sense. It makes sense. It makes sense to reduce the years. Um, I'm on board with that. I mean, it's well, kind of te- fucked up what happens with the running backs. Like, these guys are – their careers are so short. Exactly. Especially, especially like the peak of their careers. A lot of times they come early, and then like you never hear about them again. And it's yep. like you you want to see them at least get like some opportunities. Unless they're you know a legend like AP. I mean he's not elite anymore, but he still he still puts up you know seven yeah, hundred yards. Like he's playing. He's also on the Redskins, so <laughs> it's not no well, not the Redskins actually. The team the formerly Washington Football Club, the, the Washington No Names, at the moment they have officially, <laughs> and uh, 
<laughs> they put out a statement where they wrote Redskins at least 12 times just oh my to, God, you know, dude. be it's annoying. It's the most <laughs> spiteful, like, childish thing I've ever seen. They put Washington Redskins in huge font and, like, lettering and the logo of the, the whatever, that the Indian chief head, whatever yeah. it is, and all of that just to be like, fuck you, got like, a last kick on, on your way out, like, before they finally retire the name. Cool. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, Adrian cool. Peterson is still alive. Sorry. I just said cool because <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah it was dope it was a great release press release because, uh, this is technically related to the podcast because um that that interface I sent you for the mics I wanted to make sure it was like good and not just like some cheap shit so I wrote I like wrote on the podcast my sister's in the window being scary <laughs> um, I wrote on like the podcast Reddit saying like does anyone know any interfaces that whatever that have multiple ports and then someone replied. Uh, telling me that one the so redskin 1200 <laughs> yeah they tell they told me that one so i like was reading that and i was like oh nice <laughs> but i said i was like saying i responded cool to you for something <laughs> fair enough we don't expect much out of you but <laughs> they're filming me they're being mean okay so i've got <laughs> another we'll talk we're talking running backs here um this is a guy going into his second season who is ready to take over as the full-time starting running back of his team. Uh, currently listed as running back 13 on ESPN rankings. Uh, again, think he could be ahead of a couple of these guys. I think he will be by the season's end. Uh, Miles Sanders out of Philadelphia. Uh, he's a... You don't like Miles? Nah, I'm fine with him. He came onto the season late uh, when the... Eagles were decimated with injuries across their entire offense. Uh, actually being told he played all 16 games, but I don't think he was fully healthy in all those games because uh, I remember they were like fucking everyone was sucking off this guy Boston Scott towards the end of the season. Oh my God, that fucking guy. The guy ran one play for 20 yards and everyone was like, I, was, I knew this guy was coming. <laughs> Boston Scott. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what their plans are for him moving forward, but Miles Sanders had a good season. Um, he actually he re- he rushed for eight eight hundred and twenty yards and had five hundred and ten yards receiving. Uh, so he's a guy that does it all as a rookie. Those are really good numbers. Yeah. Um, oh wow! I didn't even know. I thought he was like one of those you know third year guys. Kind of came on. I didn't know he was a rookie. Yeah, that was his first season. He had six total touchdowns. Nice. Um, so in a Philly offense that you know really is desperate for playmakers outside of Zach Ertz, uh, I know they signed, they they drafted Jalen Rager this year, um, who should help them out. But Sanders is going to be in a pretty uncontested backfield aside from Boston Scott. So if he can hold off the future Hall of Famer, uh, I think that we should be able to. <laughs> I think Sanders is going to emerge as a top a top option. I like Probably that. don't That's want him as your running back one right now, no. um, but I think I think as a for where he's going to go get drafted, I think there's some good value there. That's that's a good sleeper. I like that, and you know the way their offense is structured with uh, Rager, like you said, and they they should have if he's healthy Deshaun Jackson coming back. You know that's a lot of speed on the outside. They could take the top off of the defense, so there should be a lot of opportunities underneath in the passing game for Sanders and. Hopefully the box isn't stacked, which I doubt it will be because the Eagles are a you know good team. So yeah, and Doug Peterson's a guy who'll get creative on offense exactly. to find a way to get him the ball. 
Philly special three. Uh, you gonna let that die yet? <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, so now, since you guys thought I was guaranteed gonna say a Jets player before, now I have to say a Jets player uh, as a so sleeper. predictable. <clears throat> um, everyone knows who I'm gonna say. It's not Perriman. It's a uh, tight end, Chris Herndon. Uh, I just think if you look at the it, it, everything's based on health here. So we're assuming healthy season uh, for all these guys. Um, if you look at the chemistry he had with Darnold in his rookie year, uh, had like 500-something receiving yards, maybe five touchdowns, but and he didn't play in every game. I think he started really playing towards like week three and four. Uh, they just had a connection off the bat over the middle of the field on the sideline when Darnold would scramble, and got, he, he always had a knack for coming back to the ball and like finding the open spot. And I just think in a team where the outside receivers are a rookie Denzel Mims and, you know, Brashad Perriman, whose career resume is uh, five games at the end of last year is, is really what we're basing his potential off of. I think a guy who's going in his second year in the system and has chemistry with Darnold and a team that lacks weapons on the outside, you're going to see Darnold going at him and Crowder a lot. So, you know, I think he could maybe break into be a, a top 10 fantasy scoring tight end. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe even little, maybe like top seven or something. I don't know, but I definitely could see him uh, having a good year for them, just solely based on the lack of weapons elsewhere. Yeah, you're gonna make you're so. gonna make me create another one of those gifs where I'm shaking my head because of Quincy and Nunwa. Now it's gonna be the, no, the Chris Herndon gif. This is different. All right, it's the nun- same kind of thing. A guy no, who doesn't not. want to play football. No, Anunua it was like late in, later in his career, at least. So like you had that going for you. Like he was in the league for like four or five years already when we had that argument. Like this is Herndon just had a lost year last year. Like he was good his rookie year. For a rookie tight end, he had a great year. Look at any other rookie tight end and their numbers. He, he had a good year, and he just had a loss. Same thing with that happened a few years ago with Marcus May. He had a, a great rookie year. He was decimated by injuries the second year. Everyone's wondering, is this what he's going to be? Is he going to be an injury-prone guy? He comes back this past year, and he was good again. So I'm hoping we get the same thing from Herndon. And I hope it was just a lost year and uh, what will be a good career. Like I said, it's based on health. Can he stay on the Ryan field? Griffin, though? <laughs> Don't fucking talk to me about him. What about him? Dude, the fucking Redskins. That guy, that guy has some talent. The Redskins gave him all of his stats in one game because they don't know how to cover. <laughs> I was seeing him score like touchdowns in four straight games or something like that. He only had like three hundred something receiving yards. It definitely Didn't felt he like punch more. a window. <laughs> he did some dumb shit. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I mean not a no, no, uh, Herndon. He what, did he get suspended last season or is that this season? That last year he was suspended four games, and then he. Uh, then he hurt his hamstring. Like the week he was coming back, he hurt his hamstring. He missed that game. Came back against the Giants, played 18 plays, and broke his rib. And then was out for the year. Wow. So it's really it was just like an unfortunate circumstance all around, you know. But I think he, Darnold likes throwing to him and likes throwing to. Obviously, if, if fucking Ryan Griffin is getting decent numbers. <laughs> Darnold likes throwing the tight ends, so I think Herndon will have an opportunity there. Whatever happened to Austin Safarian Jenkins? <sighs> Sucks. I don't think he's in the league anymore. I think he had a, a problem. Didn't, like he, yeah, uh, he was on the Jets. 
no, he like ha- had an alcoholism problem early in his career, and yeah. then he, he came to the Jets and said he he turned his life around, and then I, I think something happened again. I could be wrong though, so sorry if I'm speaking badly on Austin Safarian Jenkins' uh, addiction problems. If I'm wrong there, oh, I think you're right. I'm seeing model citizen on his Wikipedia page. Really? Oh yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he like turned his life around or something. Didn't um? Or he is pretends he, like he did. <laughs> is, is he the one? Is he the one who like uh, caught that touchdown that was ruled not a touchdown? Yep, and we were at the yeah. game, right? Were we at the game? I don't know. If I we wasn't were at the there. Game. It was Week Six against the Patriots. Yeah, I think I was at the game. What did you think? Did you have a good he angle on the play? Um, it was a touchdown, no doubt. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, Jets always have fucking problems with shit like that. No one can hold on to the yeah. ball, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's my cue. Um, <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a guy that I talk about a lot. Um, Wide receiver on the San Francisco 49ers, Debo Samuel. Um, I'm seeing him ranked 50th in this. Wow. uh, Well, he's also hurt. I don't care. He'll come back strong. (laughs) Nobody heals like Debo. (laughs) Nobody heals like You see that guy's body? Um, (laughs) I talk a lot about guys' bodies on here, but... um, 50 is not a bad spot for him, but um, I think Debo's going to pop off this year. Um, he's, got a, he's got a full year under his belt. Um, came alive in some clutch moments last year on the 49ers playoff run. Um, it proved to be no fluke, I think. Um, in, in the playoffs, uh, Kyle Shanahan still found a way to get him involved. He's, uh, he's a bona fide playmaker. Um, you can hand him the ball, you can throw him screens, you can run him downfield. He can really do it all. Um, he has crazy energy out there. Um, just, it, it seems like he's always making a, a great play at, at the right time. Um, I think with a full year under his belt and kind of, he, he's been able to, you know, go through the rookie woes and, and feel his way around an NFL offense. Um, I think he's he's firmly entrenched as um, a, a go-to guy for the 49ers. Um, and I think he's going to be used a lot, um, similar to the way he was last year with all the, the cool gadget plays that Kyle Shanahan likes to run. Um, with the ball in his hands, he's incredible. He knows how to get out into space and pick up a lot of yards after a catch. Um, he breaks tackles. He's pretty big. Uh, he's he's very physical. He he runs over over guys. He runs around guys. He's fast. He he has it all. Um, and I I think he has the makings to be a really good playmaker in this league. And I I think he'll take a step forward this year. Yeah, I like I like Debo a lot. Um, I don't know Matt if you wanted to say anything about Debo, but uh, since we were gonna do overrated players, I had a guy in the 49ers that I had as my overrated. <coughs> So if you wanted to swing yeah, on over that, that side. Um, well, one thing about Debo and, and what's attractive for him, <clears throat> blowing off what you said, Alex, is that he's, uh, like Shanahan likes to, you know, he can find a lot of different ways to get him the ball. Uh, 
the receiving group for the Niners, aside from Samuel, is really just a bunch of fucking, like, unproven random names that you hear a lot of but never really see do anything. They have Kendrick Bourne, Jalen Hurd, Dante Pettis, Travis Benjamin somehow found his way on that team. Uh, and they have Ayuk? Yeah, they, yeah. That's besides, so Brandon Ayuk, if he's going to step up and be like – he Ayuk has so much opportunity to really become like the number two receiver there, because they just have a lot of random guys. Uh, it depends on obviously Kittle is the number one receiver on the team, uh, but yeah, Debo is going to be. He should have a lot, a lot of opportunity in that offense to to put up some numbers. I know a lot of people like Jalen Hurd. Uh, he when he came out of Baylor, a lot of people were high on him. Who the fuck is Jalen Hurd? He was hurt. He was hurt all last year. So he didn't play. <laughs> But he could. I mean, he's he's going in his second year, I think. So still a young guy. He was a rookie last season. I believe so. Yeah, third round pick last year. Yeah, so people like him. I'm not saying he's gonna be. I'm just saying like he could be a guy that they're expecting things. Out Has of not. Him. So he missed a, all of last year. He didn't play at all. Yeah, I believe so. Interesting. Came out of Baylor. But uh, so the guy I had on the 49ers that I do not like, and that from doing mock drafts and stuff, I've been seeing. You know. Not drafted high, but just a guy that I, I would avoid. I do not like Mostert. Um, I was a big fan of him in during their oh. playoff run because his <laughs> name's Mostert. But, um, and he played really well. And he's a decent player, but I think they have, like, Debo going in a second year. They drafted Ayuk. They still have Kittle. Like, I think they're going to focus a little more on the passing game this year and they they do run a uh, they have a running back committee you know he's not the bell cow he's not the workhorse he's he's on the he's not old but for a running back he's 28 or 29 like I, I just don't think I think he's gonna get a little overdrafted by people who saw what he did late last season and expect like you know a bell cow season out of him but I just don't see him being that type of guy and just the way they run their offense I don't think he's going to be a reliable fantasy option. I think he'll be a good player. Like, when you watch the team, you'll be like, oh, Mostert's good, but he'll probably end up disappointing you uh, on a weekly basis in fantasy. Can't can't count on him. That's my opinion. I, I don't know, but I, I get what you're saying because, like, that offense is so unpredictable, and they kind of just ride the hot hand and, like, do, like, weird shit, creative stuff. Uh-huh. But, I mean, no one in that backfield really scares me in terms of the competition. Like, Jarek McKinnon, he's never been anything more than change of pace back. He missed, like, the last two seasons for the Niners. He was their big free agent signing. Yeah, Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman had a couple good games. Tevin Coleman actually had a stretch midseason last year where he looked like one of the best running backs in football. Um, But, like, the reason, like, we saw Mostert step, like, become the guy last year in the playoffs and towards the end of the season was just because he was so effective and you, you couldn't, keep him off the field uh, I think he's a good running back too I definitely like he's a prime candidate to be overdrafted 100% uh, that's really I'm not saying he's going to be bad I just like I don't yeah. he scares me I don't trust him yeah for someone like I'd rather somebody else take that pick and and, and, and if, if he's good good for them but I, like, I, I agree with you there like also like you said just like naming all those guys like Breda Coleman like they can they can have like they, they can get hot those guys and they've shown in the past that they're like pretty good players you know we see we saw coleman on the falcons put up good numbers as the number two to freeman you know breda like we've seen him play well for he was on the vikings right um we've seen him him play well on other teams so 
Who are knows? They really like, running with four running backs? I don't know. Is are they going to keep McKinnon if he's been fucking out for so long? They gave him a well, big I think, contract. I, I think it's part of their. I think it was. It ended up working out really well for them. I don't know if they did it as. I don't know if it was part of their strategy last year, but I'm sure they'll follow suit with what they did last year because they had all these running backs that, you know, they were serviceable for some games and sometimes even very good. Um, and by the time the playoffs rolled around, Mostert was fresh. You know, he, he had fresh legs and he was, they were able to give him a lot of carries and he was great for them. Um, so I would expect more of the same. Richard, I agree with you. Um, they'll probably... They have enough average to decent guys that, you know, they can really run a true running back by committee, and I'm sure I'm sure they'll do that this year. He's also the only one that played all 16 games out of the running backs, but started in zero. And honestly, the numbers couldn't all—they're so close. He led actually with 772. Then Breda had 623, Coleman had 544, uh, but Breda and Coleman both didn't play 16 games. But then uh, Coleman had 180 receiving yards, Mostert had 180 receiving yards, and Breda had 120. So they really do like use them all, you know, interchangeably. It's and a they true try committee. To, yeah, it's really. And if they're all going to be playing all, and now if you add McKinnon to the mix, who knows what happens there? Uh, you add Ayuk to the offense. You know, another year of Debo. Who knows? Who knows who's going to be the focal point? So, I'm Mostert, not <clears throat> Mostert requested a trade also. That's true. Yeah, I, I mean, if know, he gets traded, really maybe he gets used that. more on another team. I just, it's not, it's not really, it's not based on the player. It's more based on the situation, and I just don't think he's going to have the opportunities to put up big numbers like that. Don't disagree with you. That's fair. Um, all right, I, I've got a guy now. We're, we're moving on to players that we don't love as much as maybe the rankings suggest or the hype suggests. Um, I might get a little hate for this because this guy had a great season last year, uh, and he seems to be like everybody's on board with him and he loves him. Fucking A.J. Brown from Tennessee. I mean, he's wide receiver 15 right now. Ahead of some guys that like T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen, uh, Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, like Stefan Diggs. I mean, listen, I, A.J. Brown had a good rookie year. He looked like a, like a legitimate player. But this goes back to what I've been saying for months that towards the end of last season. I did not think what the Titans were doing last year was sustainable at all. From what Ryan Tannehill was doing to even what Derrick Henry was doing, rushing for 200 yards every game. Uh, Terrick Henry's ranked the second highest running back right now. Would you guys want to take him at number two? Like, I don't think that these guys are. I don't think that that offense is really like an elite top five offense in the NFL. Um, I would not. Someone's going to overdraft AJ Brown. It'll probably be Richard, and I just I want no part of it. I did draft him in multiple mock drafts. I like AJ Brown. I think he's a good player. He's a do I do I think that ranking is a little generous? Yes, I, I agree with you there. But guy's a beast. He's, he's fast. good. He's big. I guess he's like easily the number one receiver on the Titans too, which which is gonna help. 
sure he'll get a bunch of receptions. Um, yeah, Corey Brown is going to just continue to disappoint. Is he even on the team? Corey Brown? Who's Corey Brown? Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the fifth overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. He's been bad. And I forgot Brown, about him. Brown, is, Brown looked like what they wanted Corey Davis to be um, last year. But I agree with you. I'm I'm not dying to die. I'm not dying to pick any Titans player, honestly. <laughs> That's more so um, the thing. Like it's not really a knock on AJ Brown because like he had a great rookie year and like why would he not continue and follow it up? He's a first was he a first round pick? I think so. First or second round pick? I I think I'm not sure, but yeah, it's just the Titan like I don't trust the Titans any any game, anytime. <laughs> yeah. Like for years. Even when they do well, you don't trust them. And I agree with you. I'll never trust an AFC South team. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weird situation. I don't know. I just don't. It's more so the quarterback. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is. I think that contract was a big mistake, and I think that they'll be regretting it uh, when he comes back down to earth and becomes Ryan Tannehill that we all know. But for fifteen, like like I said, somebody's gonna take him too high. He should not be ranked ahead of Keenan Allen. Come on. But also, you said Tyler Tyler Lockett too. That's Tyler Lockett, T.Y. Hilton, even D.J. Chark. I I think I would like better. Yeah, D.J. Chark is king. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking about picking him as um, one of my sleeper picks, but decided to go with Debo instead. Um, I'm gonna for my disappointing player to watch. Um, I'm going to go with, and I'm honestly shocked that he's ranked this high. Maybe maybe you guys know something I don't, but the running back, I think, in this ranking, he's running back 13, uh, going to keep it in the AFC South, Leonard Fournette. Like, when are, how long are we going to wait for this guy to, like, produce? He's constantly hurt or punching guys in the face on the field and getting suspended. And when he is playing, um, whether it's whether it's his fault or not, you know, I, I think he's talented. But the Jaguars' offense is always pretty feeble. Um, defenses key in on Fournette and just stack the box, and um, he's not able to to put up numbers that you want if he's your fantasy running back. And as running back thirteen, that means he'll probably get drafted as. I guess a one or two guy for for a team. I just don't think he warrants that. He's he's way too risky. Um, I'm I've I've been on record calling him the king of disappointment. I'm <laughs> I'm riding that one out. Um, he's he's just never really impressed me. You know, he's had some great games here and there, but. Uh, it seems like he's never been able to put it all together and have a really, truly great season. Um, I feel like he's kind of what Derrick Henry was before, like, last season when he finally broke out. This Leonard Fournette, it seems like he has this season to have that Derrick Henry season and and really break out and and prove all the haters wrong. But I just don't see that happening in Jacksonville. Yeah, um... He, he's definitely struggled with injuries and being a bonehead and doing dumb, dumb shit. But last, he definitely 
had a, a decent season last year. I think he had 1,100 yards, and he jumped way up in, in receptions. He had 76 receptions and 500 receiving yards. So like almost he had like almost 1,800 yards from scrimmage, but he only had three touchdowns, which really I think held him back, especially fantasy wise. Probably you know kept kept his numbers down. But yeah, I, I I still agree with you. I've never been a big fan of his. Um, he's just too inconsistent, and also seems kind of like a diva, and uh, one that hasn't earned any right to be a diva because he hasn't accomplished anything really. But it, it would be huge for the Jaguars if he could play all 16 and 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 build on what he did last year because last year is I think what they've been looking for from him. You know, uh, all around bell cow type back, and especially with Minshew. Uh, a young quarterback and you know young receivers like Chark, Westbrook, and you know they just drafted Chenault. They're probably going to want to lean on Fournette, and I don't know if he's up for it. Can yeah, he I, can he carry the offense? I've been a Fournette defender for as long as I could, uh, going into last season, and and it's weird because you like you said, Richard, he did have a pretty good season. Uh, if you look at his numbers, but this is the year that I'm gonna just say like I, I'm. I'm done with it. I'm denouncing my support for Leonard Fournette. Uh, just because if you, like, yeah, he put up decent numbers. He got so many carries. Like, his yards per carry was not, was it? I think it was still less than four yards a carry. Um, and he just doesn't. 4.3. Okay. Well, I mean, listen. What, what, <laughs> I'm not, what do I know? It's all uh, right. Like, it's, it's pretty, it's solid. 265 carries, 1,152 yards, 76 receptions, 522 yards. Three touchdowns rushing, no touchdowns, touchdowns receiving. The receiving is pretty impressive. He's definitely stepped year, up in that department. Yeah. But I don't know. It just seems like he doesn't like – I don't think he wants it enough. I don't think that he, he's not like – he's not that kind of guy. He's kind of like a selfish guy. I think he had requested a trade – early in the offseason or like wanted to, he's he hasn't been paid yet so he's worrying about like his contract issues uh, and listen like we can go on and on about the Jaguars and how they manage their players like I don't know if I blame Fournette for wanting out of Jacksonville I'm sure he hasn't been given much help for the past couple of years uh, or support but I, I just look at him as a guy who doesn't like with the talent like the physical talent that he should have like and the physical abilities that he does have, that it does just doesn't seem to translate uh, on a week-to-week basis. So I'm with you, Alex. Like I, but I, the thing is, I feel like people now are starting to know this. And so from like a fantasy perspective, I wouldn't expect him to be drafted very high. like Almost to the point where it might be worth it to take him if he's still on the board. So it's like a weird situation with him, but um, I mean, if he, he if he falls and he puts up those numbers last year, say you got him as your like running back two, late in the draft or whatever he goes, if he's a in running back three or in your flex, puts up those numbers, I think you'd be happy. But he, I, I'm definitely yeah, not he, looking for him to be my running back one. Just for some more context context on his stats, um, he he only he played 15 games. And he only ran over 100 yards three times. Um, and he only scored three touchdowns, obviously. So pretty disappointing season from a fantasy perspective, at least. If you just look at like the accumulated stats, they're fine. But like week in and week out, whoever owned Fournette last year couldn't have been too, too thrilled. Yeah, and that's kind of my 
my gripe with Mostert as well. Sim like I just don't see him week in and week out giving you those big games, like a Saquon, yep. McCaffrey, Zeke, Derrick Henry, like you know guys that are rushing for 13, 14, 1500 yards. You know, mm -hmm. um, you don't see that from these guys. But hey, if he could, hey, I, 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 uh, so little little background. Me and Matt were big Jaguars truthers. Uh, I hopped off the train uh, a year before their AFC Championship run. But I stayed off the train because I knew Blake Bortles was bad. Matt was on the train. Then he finally hopped back off, hopped off, and then now we're one, both on Minshew mania. Now, yeah, now we're both back. <laughs> I, when, once they when they got rid of Blake Bortles, that's where I was like done with them. Yeah, I, disav I disavowed. But um, <laughs> I mean, I, how can you support a franchise that makes a decision like that for? <laughs> And they got fucking lucky that Minshew saved the day because they were all ready to go with Nick Foles. Mm -hmm. And how many times your team's going to make that mistake who, outside of Philadelphia? Uh, hey, we've, I, seen, we've seen Foles have, fail year have, in, year out. They have a few players I like on that team now. I like Minshew. Obviously, we, we've talked about Chenault a bunch. At least me and Matt have. Um, he's Chark. Been a stud. Chark. Uh, I think I had him in fantasy, actually. Mm -hmm. I like Chark, and they dra what's it? I I keep forget. Um, I've been trying to think this whole time. The corner, the fucking stud corner. Didn't they get the best corner in the draft? What's no. his name? Jeff Okuda went to the Lions. The Lions. No, they got a different corner. The second best corner. You know, they didn't they pick Chase on. They were yeah, they first, two first like, round picks. They picked him twentieth, and they picked. Someone else. Oh, like C.J. Not, Henderson. Yes, yes. C.J. Henderson. I liked yeah. him. I liked him, but I, they picked him at what, like ninth? I thought that was a little early. This yeah, but I don't know. Cool player, so I like. I'm just saying, like guys, I liked going into the draft. So they got a cool team. That's fair. They're called the Jacksonville Jaguars, so they'll never be good. It sounds like one of the like uh, legends of the Hidden Temple names <laughs> yeah. for one of those, those the Red Rhinos. Yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars, and like that kind of color, that tealish color, like yeah, that's a yeah, color. That show of a... is a fucking classic. That <laughs> show is so good. Yeah, I don't know. That's the first time I, that just came into Olmec. my mind. <laughs> how pissed would you? The, how pissed would you get guy watching with the deep the... voice like speaking <laughs> over them? How pissed would you get watching the people head. try and put yeah. the blocks and they couldn't get it? It's like just fucking put it. Yeah, <laughs> lift it up. <laughs> that shit was funny. Um, all right, so I guess to wrap it up, uh, we said we were gonna yeah, we'll do the talk rookie. about some rookies, and I think I think it's an interesting topic, just given the off season that we've had that we touched on earlier. Everyone knows no mini cam, no OTA, no OTAs. Who knows what training camp's gonna look like? There's talk of there being no preseason games at all. So these guys' first action might be week one of the season and it's looking like it might be unless you know teams start running like uh you know live scrimmages amongst themselves which still isn't enough you know you're playing against guys you play every day so it's going to be hard for these these young guys and young receivers to transition in the nfl because receiver is a position that takes some time i mean look at look at some of the great receivers in the league and look at their rookie years uh julio hopkins uh and Devontae Adams, all these guys. Uh, like, obviously, there's some exceptions. You know, Odell fucking broke on the scene like no other. But a lot of these guys don't put up the numbers, like these big numbers in their first year uh, in the league. So, um, I mean, and obviously, there's more than just receivers. There's uh, <laughs> there's running backs and tight ends. 
and quarterbacks as well. Uh-huh. But, you know, I'm just thinking receivers because we keep talking about them. And given that this was, you know, the deepest receiver class that they say in how long. So, are there any mm. rookie players, <coughs> preferably receivers, that <laughs> <laughs> that you think can make an impact right away regardless of yeah. the whole situation? So I'll start. I mine's not a receiver. Um, I was going to do Jerry Judy from Denver, but uh, I feel like that's kind of an obvious one. Um, he he, uh, you know, he's one of the more NFL ready players coming out of the draft. Um, so I think I'm going to let that one slide for now. Um, I think somebody who really can can contribute right away and honestly will be. I think more prepared given the situation that you mentioned with the whole coronavirus and lack of OTAs, rookie camps. Um, not that he's benefiting from it, but he's more prepared to like be okay throughout that. Um, Jonathan Taylor, the running back for the Colts. Um, I say that because he is like a traditional running back. When he was at Wisconsin, he got like over 200 carries every year he was there. He was like the bell cow, the the offense ran through him. He was the man there, and he was great. It was like just a stupid amount of touchdowns. I don't know off the top of my head because I don't. I didn't pull up his stats, but he was really like their their offense, and I think that that'll help because he's used to just like you give him the ball and you know he he'll make things happen. Especially with the Colts' offensive line being as stacked as it is, um, I don't think that he would have as much of a of a tough transition as some of other guys who are not coming into like the best offenses out there Um, so I think he's in a really good position especially with an older Phillip Rivers Uh, I know they have Marlon Mack who I mean listen he's he's shown flashes he's had good games but they picked Jonathan Taylor for a reason I don't think that they're 100% sold on Marlon Mack Um, and if you look just looking at the rankings Jonathan Taylor is ranked 22nd Marlon Mack is 42nd so people believe in Jonathan Taylor. I believe in him. I don't know what they're going to do with Mac moving forward. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be the future. Uh, and I, I think that if, if somebody who's going to come in and be ready from day one, I would give it to the guy who has the most experience rushing the ball. Yeah, I, I like that pick. Uh, running back, I think we talked about this earlier, or one of these past few days, is one of the, I think it's one of the easier transitions for rookie players because, you know, aside from speed of the game, not much changes when you're transitioning to the NFL. You know, a receiver, you got a, a lot of them run like three routes in college and then you got to learn a whole route tree. Tight ends, uh, you got to learn how to block and, and learn a bunch of routes as well and there's like so many intricacies. You know, running like holes open the same way in the NFL, you know, like the blo- a lot of blocking schemes are, are pretty similar and like reading the hole uh, it, it's really just a matter of reaction time at that point. It's not really you're you're not learning that much new stuff as a running back, um, and that that's not my own uh, analysis there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of like you see how many rookie running backs come in and succeed right away. But I've also heard that said by just like listening to draft podcasts and podcasts in general. Um, but I'm gonna I had I had a, another running back in mind, but I, I just want to switch up positions and go with the only one that matters, uh, receiver, and. A guy who I think is going to get a lot of opportunities uh, and was kind of a surprise pick uh, when he was taken, uh, Jalen Rager on the Eagles. You know, I, I'm outspoken, not a fan of Alshon Jeffrey. You know, he's injury prone. He's older. I think he's a slow 
not reliable receiver at this point in his career. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, who knows what's good. He, he could play one game, he could play all the games, he can give you 150 yards, and then he can give you two yards. Like, Might get knows? kicked off the team. Yeah, who, know, who knows with him. <laughs> you know, All they really got as a reliable option right now is Zach Ertz, and Miles Sanders apparently is the best player to exist after you told me his numbers before. <laughs> um, but I think Rager, I think they want Rager to be a big part of the offense right away. He has deep speed. He can run routes. He's got strong hands. He can catch the ball in traffic. Uh, I, I think he's definitely going to get a lot of looks early on, and they're not going to try and ease him in. I think that they're they're looking to have him be part of the offense right away, just because you know there's a there's uncertainty. I mean, there's veterans around him, but they're not reliable veterans. So I think they're going to be looking at him, and with a guy like Carson Wentz throwing him the ball. Uh, you know, that that's you can get much worse <laughs> than Car. I, I think Carson Wentz is very good, but uh, <laughs> I, I was just saying, you know, you know, he's not he's not going to be on he's not on like uh, you know the fucking Chargers with Tyrod Taylor. Sorry, that was the first quarterback that came to my head. <laughs> um, fucking goddamn, man! He was remind me playing, of what I've got going for he's me. Playing right now. with a guy who you know can sling the damn rock. And I like I like Jalen Rager as a guy who can contribute right away. How about you, fucking Miley? <laughs> it's a puff bar. Oh, is that what it is? I thought. Wait, a puff bar is a is a nicotine stick. Yeah. Wow, I thought they were like protein bars that you kept talking about. <laughs> it does sound like that. It yeah. does kind of you were like, good. "Yo, they taste it so is. good," and I was like, "Oh, I wonder." <laughs> what is it yeah. has a nice, it has a nice family-friendly name. Puff um, so, as this is a Miley. somebody who, <laughs> yeah, watch how you call Miley kid. Um, anyway, as somebody who, admittedly, doesn't pay that much attention to rookies, um, I I think. As, as Matt was saying earlier, or b- both of you were saying, um, rookies are just generally going to have a tough time this year with a, everything going on, and there will probably be s- some degree of a, a lack of preparation for them going into the season. So maybe you just don't see rookies produce on offense as much in, in the 2020 season. Um, so I took it upon myself to find guys who um, are, are like don't have much of a competition in my eyes um, so found this kid DeAndre Swift um, of the Lions I as somebody who was big on carry on Johnson a few years ago um, he was really disappointing last year um, cut him some slack because um, the the Lions quarterback situation was a mess, and I'm sure a lot of teams keyed in on him. But um, I think that that running back spot in Detroit is up for grabs, and uh, I'm reading some good things about DeAndre Swift right now, um, doing some quick research. So I can see him taking that spot from from Carry On, um, or at least cutting cutting out a role in that backfield. Um, and hopefully Stafford is back under center and healthy and, and can open up the options for for that op- offense to to feed some more mouths. So, yeah, Swift. He's got, he's got like a cool it. name, too. Yeah, wow, I was just about to say sick name, too. Um, 
another another running back uh, just quickly. Uh, this was the guy who I was going to say if I didn't say Rager. I like Cam Akers uh, coming to the Rams uh, just because there's who, an who, opening there. Yeah, they, there's an opening there. They don't have Gurley anymore. Uh, they uh, they dra- that he was their um, wasn't he their first pick of the draft? Obviously, yeah, in the second round. Obviously, expecting big things out of him. Uh, I don't think they want Darrell Henderson to be their workhorse. So he's a guy don't to look sleep out for. On Darrell Henderson. I'm not, I'm not hating them. Just saying. people were saying that last year, and he was yeah. an attractive pickup because of Gurley's. Like they he weren't sure what him. Gurley was going to give. He never played. <laughs> it, was it last? No, it wasn't last year. That was two years ago when they signed. Who's the fat guy? Oh, CJ uh, Anderson. CJ Anderson. <laughs> Different. That was yeah. That wasn't with. That wasn't with Henderson. Uh, but they used like Malcolm Brown sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, they were um, waiting. <laughs> <laughs> they were waiting to draft another running back. <laughs> Keeping him fresh so he doesn't ever play. <laughs> uh, I like DeAndre Swift. And um, I was been thinking about it yesterday with the whole on Johnson situation because going into last year, before on got hurt, he was one of like the more attractive names. Like He was picking up a lot of steam because he had a, showed a lot of promise. It looked like he was the guy. And then they were pretty quick to pick up a potential replacement. Um, so that's going to be an interesting situation to look at because I think if Carrion's healthy, he's going to fight for that job. Yeah. Well, hey, it's better to have two promising running backs than Yeah, nobody. and that's the thing too. Like all of these teams these days have running back by committees. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many – Like it's rare now to find a true three-down back like your yeah. Zeke's and Barkley's and, and those guys. It just seems to be the way of the league now. Yeah, you know, and at least instead of uh, Theo Riddick and Amir Abdullah, you oh, yeah. carry on Johnson and uh, DeAndre. Was Theo Riddick on the Lions for twenty years? <laughs> He's I still on yeah. the Lions. <laughs> yeah, they, they haven't they mm-hmm. haven't gotten rid of him yet. He has a permanent locker there. Just whenever he feels like what suiting up. Fu- how could they, how could they possibly justify bringing him back every year? <laughs> I don't think he's actually on the team anymore. He's on. He's a free agent right now. But he he definitely overstayed his welcome, for (laughs) sure. (laughs) Do you remember when he cost me the fantasy league? Yeah, one game. Yeah, he needed one one yard, right? (laughs) Needed one yard to win me the game, and he just fell. (laughs) (laughs) He was he was on the Broncos roster last year. Never saw never saw action. Um, Good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he was on IR all year. Damn. Eh, not good. <laughs> you like that? that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, but for sure. Richard, so you had Jalen Rager was your guy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You like that? I like it for the same reason I like Miles Sanders, because there's nobody there. Yeah, Zach that, Ertz, I mean, and then who else? That was my reason. So that's what, that's what you that's were what saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, uh, is Deshaun Jackson going to play? Is uh, fucking... Alshon Jeffrey gonna not be a slow molasses idiot? Who knows? Alshon Jeffrey, man. Mem- you were talking Leonard Fournette, a guy that should be better. Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, come on. He always has a oh, foot injury. Alshon Jeffrey has been way past his prime for a long time, and he's also a Super but Bowl. But he, why? He's thirty. When was his prime? He never had a prime. He skipped Didn't his. Didn't he prime. have a fucking sick catch he in was the good bowl? On the Bears. He had two yes. good years. 
when he was 23 and 24. That's yeah, like that's that what should I've be been go become yo. a great receiver. Yo, everyone, <laughs> ever I, you guys were literally telling me he's a number one receiver, and I was like, he's bad, but he did play sick in the bowl. I'll give him that. Did he have a good Super Bowl? I remember Nick Foles launched him a sick throw, and he fucking mossed someone for that shit. Interesting. He's a Super Bowl champion as a number one receiver. <laughs> was he the number one, or was fucking... No, Nelson Aguilar, you're right. <laughs> that guy. Is he on a team? Isn't he on the Raiders? Yeah, he's on the Raiders. Fuck him. Which is just so Raider to do. Yeah. Like picking fucking Henry Ruggs before Judy and Lamb. Oh, listen, that's a guy we didn't talk about. I don't know how I feel about Ruggs. I don't like him because he's on uh, the Raiders. Derek Carr's his quarterback, so I mean he's just not going to succeed. Yeah, I mean, but would you like Judy or Lamb if they were there instead? I wouldn't be as excited. I mean, Judy has Drew Locke and Ceedee Lamb has Dak Prescott, so they definitely benefited from the Raiders fucking up. I sent you the, the Alshon Jeffrey catch. Alright, um, I don't know if you guys had any more guys you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I know about. what it was when he was falling into the end zone. Yeah, with the one yeah. Hand. Yeah, that was sick. Um, I don't know if you guys had any more you wanted to talk about, but it seems like we're sort of just That's know, all ramb- rambling on here, so maybe we, we call it. I thought this was a fun episode. It's always nice to talk a little fantasy football. Um, and if you guys, if you have any questions for us, we do have a four-time champion in here. We do have a commissioner of a league, and we do have a worthless idiot. Uh, <laughs> so you can get a whole range of opinions <laughs> on, on your fantasy team. Tell us about your format, about who you're looking forward to, about who you think is going to suck, um, about why Sam Darnold will lead the league in points, um, all, of that, all of that stuff. But thank you for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. Had to throw that one in there. Always. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.